Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. Joel Youngkins here, and in today's episode, I'm going to give you the success formula. And <clears throat> this formula is something that is, you know, what I've created to determine what kind of things you need to do in order to achieve success. And this is just a collective thought process from all of my years being an athlete, then getting into coaching, and in the year 2020, this is just how I feel about it. This is my take. This is everything I've just kind of studied, um, studied from successful people, and I wanted to share this with you today. Um, so I just kind of give you a little background of like why this is interesting to me. Like I study a lot of people, like just like athletes, coaches, um, you know, business leaders, any, anybody that man just really, uh, really dominates their, in their own discipline, in their own world. I, I think it's fascinating to me. And this became fascinating because I want to, I'll follow this up with a little story here. Um, I realized like in college playing football that, you know, pretty much, when it came to like sports and like especially football, everybody does the same stuff. Like we all follow the same off season schedule for the most part. Everybody pretty much runs the same plays. The styles of offense, you know, are more similar than they are different. Um, everybody kind of runs the same defenses for the most part. I mean, for the, like, you know, you're just kind of nitpicking for the differences. It's just like a matter of uh, just minor different styles. But I just kind of realized like, man, everybody does the same stuff new coaches would come in and out and they would all kind of coach you the same. And, you know, there's just sort of like, you know, I just had this realization, I'm like, man, we're all doing really the same stuff at the end of the day. And I was like, well, you know, how are certain teams better? Like what, like what's separating people apart? And that was kind of like the early fascination of like, okay, if you just, it's not that like certain teams had better plays and that's why they won or they just, because they had better athletes, they won. Like, you know, one plus one wasn't always equaling two in my head. So, you know, ever since then, I kind of became pretty infatuated with like, man, like what really makes someone successful? Like what's that X factor stuff? You know, when, when you kind of like, when you're doing everything right and on, you know, you're preparing the way you need to prepare, you're doing all the right stuff. Um, what's like that next layer? What's that like abstract concept of, you know, Hey, what, what makes Ricky Carmichael Ricky Carmichael? What made Jeremy McGrath Jeremy McGrath? So those things are like, that's interesting to me. And, you know, I think for myself, like once you got to a point where it's like, hey, I really understand how to train people. I, I'm understanding the science. I understand, you know, how to put an action plan in. And I would even learn in my own world, like, you know, Hey, I would have a racer come in or just even a, an athlete or a client, whoever they may be. And, you know, some people just wouldn't, you know, really excel um, like some of my other clients would early on. And what I kind of found out was sort of what we're going to talk about today is like certain people just can take something and run with it and make it successful. Well, other people are just going to always struggle to kind of find success, I'll say. And, you know, it's, um, as my co my job as a coach, I don't really want to just always accept that, that it's, you know, it's not up to me. It's up to my client. 
um, that helps a lot. That's why, you know, like, um, and sports recruiting so important. It's why professional race teams put a lot of emphasis in Loretta's and finding who's the next up and comer, like talent really matters. And it's, uh, that plays a huge part into it. But as my, as my job as a coach, I want to know these things. Like what is really true success? Like, how does it, how does someone become successful? Like I want to have that information so that I could at least give my athletes a chance to thrive in that kind of atmosphere. So hopefully I'm making some sense here. Uh, hopefully you're following along with me, but you know, I think before we want to talk about what the success formula that I created, um, and it could change. Like I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that I have the exact formula. This is just, I want to share to like today with you what my thoughts are on this topic as they are right now, a year from now, it might be completely different, but as of 2020 here in August, this is what it is. So before talking about success, let's define like what success is. And to me, it's really like success is just, it's independent to each person. And it means something a little bit different, especially when you're talking about racing. Like and I've talked about this before, like success and winning, you know, to me, I just kind of use it as like an interchangeable thing. Like, like a win could be getting top 10 at an outdoor national for you. It could be just winning your local series. It could be, you know, winning as many races. It could be getting on podiums. It could be a million things. And, and my definition of success for you, um, really doesn't matter. It depends what, it just depends what you see yourself as succeeding. And I think the best way to determine like, Hey, I don't really know it. Like even myself, like, like, how do I know what success is for myself. And I think it just comes down to simply like when you know, you're giving it your all and you can sleep at night knowing that like, like you did your best, like you could sleep good and there's nothing like you're tossing, turning. You didn't feel like you left stuff out there on the track. You didn't feel like you weren't prepared. You felt like you got to try harder to me. Like when you reach that pinnacle of like, yeah, man, I just gave it everything I had. And like, that was the best I could do. I think that in my mind, that's success. And, um, you know, so even my slogan, like for the business and honestly, man, I can't even remember the moment of why, like how I built the slogan, but I just like, this is kind of one of them things where like, it just, where I just kind of like said it and loved it ever since. But, you know, for JYT, uh, my slogan is prepare for success. And I came up with that a long time ago. And like the more life has just gone on, the more that has like actually meant more to me. And I think like when you want to succeed, you have to prepare for it and you have to earn it. And again, you have to understand like what is success for you as a racer? Um, you know, what do you expect from yourself? Like you have to ask these things and it is all de- independent. You know, all my racers that I have training with me, um, the goals, their expectations are all across the board, you know, from what they want to do. Um, you know, I have athletes that are trying to compete to win at the highest level. I have some that are, you know, just trying to get a factory ride for next year. I have some that, you know, are trying to break that top 15, top 20 in, in nationals. I have some that, you know, are trying to qualify for Loretta's already next year. Um, and I have some that just, you know, compete locally and they want to just feel good and just like know that they're checking that box off their, they're checking the, the box off their, um, 
their their list of preparation when it comes to they just want to physically feel good if they're going to go spend the money to go compete. And uh, so I think that really, you know, like I said, it has to like it has to be internal of what that really means to you. And kind of a cool little quote um, I want to share with you. And this is from Coach John Wooden. He was a UCLA basketball coach, very successful. Had a, um, I studied a lot of his work as far as things he said and his philosophy on success. And I think a cool definition of success for him was nothing to do with winning. And it was just to compete with competitive greatness. And um, I think that's really cool. I think that just means like, kind of what where I kind of see success for you is um I think he just kind of said it better than what I did but uh you know that's just giving it your all and you just given everything that you can to to set out the, to achieve your goal and I think that's um some really cool stuff so I want to give you the formula now it's just a simple little math problem I've kind of come up with and I'm going to get into more detail about it but um you know, my formula from everybody I've studied, athletes, coaches, you know, business owners, anybody in leadership roles, anybody that's successful, um, you know, I try to study what makes them successful. And this is what I've come up with. This is what I've accumulated up to this point. So here it is. The formula is expectations plus preparation plus discipline equals success. All right, you got that? Expectations plus preparation plus discipline equals success. And so it's kind of like a three-part thing. And it's just, again, accumulation of all the kind of things I've learned in my head just from past experience and things like that. Um, That's what I've come up with. That's what I think it all kind of comes down to. And a little disclaimer, like... I always like to throw in some disclaimers because, you know, I do speak a lot about general concepts on this, but there are some things you have to keep in mind. Um, when it does come to winning and succeeding and in racing or in anything you do, the first thing you have to realize is you need genetics to be able to do something. So if you find yourself to be a really good racer, um, you know, you have some sort of genetic potential, whether you realize it or not, um, or want to believe it or not that you know you have an ability to ride a motorcycle really good not everybody can swing a leg over a bike and and ride around a track even um it's the same thing as like if you're you know maybe you could jump Larocco's leap at redbud but if i put a basketball in your hands and tell you to go shoot a layup you know your feet may barely never even leave the ground but on a dirt bike you can go jump uh, 120 feet or however big that jump is it's it's crazy to me but i mean you know like you may jump that, but you may not be able to like even leave the ground, you know, more than a couple inches with a basketball in your hand. So you have to understand, like, you have to be able to possess some sort of genetics to, you know, to even be good. And, you know, just because you're good doesn't mean you're going to be great either. Um, you know, that's just the facts. It's, you know, the ones that are winning championships on TV that's the 1% of the 1%. And again, it's not crushing dreams, but it's just reality. Um, the other disclaimer is you need to have a will to win. And I also, I kind of refer this to as like a killer instinct and believe it or not, like no matter how talented you are as an athlete or a racer, not every athlete has this in them. And, um, 
that's kind of unfortunately, but it's actually very rare. Like, you know, you could be good and your talent can get you to a result, but there's this whole other level of like, you know, you're a killer and you don't care to ruin someone's day and take their spot. And I see this happen. This happens a lot in racing. Um, from my perspective, I don't really know like how much this is really talked about, but in my perspective, like there, there's like this pecking order that happens really quickly and it's, Oh, so-and-so's here. They usually beat me. And you know, a lot of people like will know that heading into a race. And then when that person's like when they're on the track and that person's in front of them, they just expect to, Hey, I'll get second to this person because so-and-so's here. Uh, to me, this is really weird because when I come from sports like football and other backgrounds and being kind of well-versed in a lot of different athletics, um, so I'll just say football, for example, like this kind of happens, but for the most part, like when you're the top dog, everybody's giving you your best game. Like everybody tries to take a shot to knock you off. And I don't really see that a lot in racing and um, not really sure why, you know, that's kind of something we can have open I would like to kind of learn more about from like a psychological standpoint, but not everybody just like, I don't really see that as a thing throughout the sport, whether it's pros and even down like to the amateur level, it just seems to be like, you know, it's pretty easy to, to break a will, um, the will to win for somebody. But, um, yeah, you have to have a killer instinct to, you know, really be successful and to win and to really like go above and beyond what your expectations were so they're just two disclaimers like you need to have those two things in my opinion to be really really good to turn your good to great um so let's kind of get into the formula here i want to talk about expectations first and you know expectations they need to be realistic and you also need to earn expectations and i've just learned that people with high expectations are the ones that are always constantly finishing towards the front. So, you know, like we could say for the outdoor title, everybody expects Eli Tomac to win the title this year because he's defending champ. I think what two or three past years he's been champ. So everybody's expecting him to win or to at least be second place. And that's something that's realistic. And he's earned that right for us to all say that. Um, another example, and I don't want to talk about football like a whole lot because some of you may not care about football. And when I'm saying football, I'm talking about American football for all my international listeners. <laughs> um, but, you know, just a quick little story about expectations. Um, my high school football team, we were really good. We usually, our expectations were to basically go undefeated, um, win the conference, and then go into playoffs. So my junior year, uh, we had a lot of upperclassmen hurt. A lot of underclassmen were playing. We went seven and three. Uh, two of the teams we lost to were really good. They just had like just really good years, and we barely missed the playoffs. Um, if it would have been another year, seven and three, we would have walked right in the playoffs. So, so for us, seven and three, we were like second in the conference, just missed playoffs. And you would have thought after the season that we didn't win a game. Everyone was walking around the school all bummed out. What happened to you guys? You guys sucked this year, this and that. And 7-3 and three for another high school football team could have been, you know, like winning the Super Bowl for them. And for us, our expectations were so high that we were expected to win the conference. 
and to go to playoffs. And everybody was like, we kind of felt like everybody was like pissed at us for not, <laughs> for not doing that. So, um, I, that was kind of my first realization that like, you know, expectations, like you have to keep them high. And when they're high, like you have to meet when the standards are high and the expectations are high, there's more pressure for you to, to perform. And it gives you more, um, really just internal belief. Like, you know, if you earn the right to expect to be top 10 in a national and that's realistic, then, you know, that's going to give you a chance to believe and give you something to work for. And, you know, when people believe in it and they expect themselves to be there, you know, they're going to show up and, you know, so expectations have to be high for you and, and you have to let that carry into every aspect of your life. You also need people around you to hold you accountable to those expectations. If you know, you're, you have people around that, you know, are trying to talk you out of, Hey, you know, don't go ride. Let's go do this. Let's go play golf instead of ride screw riding, you know, Oh, you got to go to the gym. Ah, come on, man. We're going out. Let's go. There's this, there's this thing going on or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like if you have those people around you, not holding you accountable to put your work in and to do your, you know, to prepare to win, you know, those people got to go if you want to win, like the only, like you need people around checking you that if you don't go to the gym to work out or you're not, you know, putting in hard enough motos, you need those people to be like, Oh, you need to step up. Like this isn't you. So, um, one thing I've learned from successful, uh, people, you know, from my past experiences being around, you know, successful people being on successful teams, uh, being around successful athletes that I've had, and have currently is they have high expectations, all of them. It's a common denominator. They all expect to win. And again, winning just means what success is to them. And so that's, that's a given. It, it has to be that way. If your expectations suck, then, you know, don't expect to get what you want. Uh, the next one, preparation, you know, it's pretty straightforward. You have to prepare. Um, you have to be able to willing to put the work. There's, you know, nobody is excused from this, no matter how good you are or, or how long you've been doing something, you have to put the time in, you have to do things right. And you have to be able to like cover all aspects for every scenario. And this comes down to you. This comes down to the team around you and you have to be prepared for a worst case scenario, best case scenario. Um, you know, I listened to an interview recently with, um, what's his face um swimmer phelps michael phelps he uh you know he did a lot of before he would race he envisioned what he wanted to happen what could happen and like worst case scenario like he was mentally prepared for every aspect that could go down in his race and that's just one form of preparation but you know you have to be willing to put the work in and you have to do things right you have to do the little things right which is going to kind of take me in here to the last part and we'll talk about discipline. And so this is like discipline's an interesting one because there's a lot of talented athletes that, you know, you know, like you can't be excused from hard work, but you also can't be excused from being disciplined as well. And it's always the people that can do the little things better than everybody else are the ones that are going to be the most successful showing up on time, you know, doing the fundamentals, um, make sure that, you know, you're going to bed at a certain time, 
and this it's always the little things that make the biggest impact but everybody wants to talk about uh the big things that really don't matter <laughs> so um you know you have to be disciplined all the time you know like your focus shouldn't always be if you're trying to beat somebody don't worry about what they have or what they're doing just worry about being more disciplined than they are and that's going to give you the chance you need to to beat them um you know and, and again this kind of comes around to have good company so that you can remain disciplined if you have people pulling you in all directions it's really hard to stay disciplined allow your goals to motivate you and to keep you on track and this kind of comes down to like what's your why and you know, I think sometimes we kind of lose sight because, you know, in a racing season, um, it does turn into a grind really easily, you know, just travel, race, travel to come home, back to the gym, back to the track, boom, load up, travel to the next race. So it kind of becomes very cyclical and it's like, you don't want to catch yourself like just going through the motions and like just feeling the grind allow yourself to, you know, tap in, like, keep your goals in check, keep your goals in front of you. That's going to help keep you disciplined on track because you know, like, Hey, I got to go to the gym. Well, why do I got to go to the gym? Because I want to be a better racer and, you know, have all these little things like these little checklists in front of you to keep you disciplined, keep your focus, keep going back to your why. And, and everybody talks about like that's kind of the new thing in the past like two years is like what's your why and stuff but it is true um you have to understand why you're doing it and i think if you can kind of just focus on that it will keep you more disciplined and so kind of with that like to wrap all this up um you know you can give someone the best training program because well, i mean there is no best pro- training program i should say but um if I came up with like the best training program that I thought, you know, and did all the right motos, if these things aren't really in place, everything is going to bounce off of that athlete. And, you know, you're just not going to see the results you're, you're putting in. And this stuff here, like the success formula that I'd created. I mean, again, it's a very abstract idea, but like, this is the X factor stuff. Like, you know, now that you've put in all the work and you have all the pieces in place and you have the talent, these are this is kind of the 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 reality of like hey who's gonna do good then who's gonna do really good and you know keep your expectations high make sure you prepare for success and you're disciplined day in and day out and i think if you could do those three things really well um you know it's just going to really help like be the glue that holds your program together and you know, it's good. It's just going to give you a chance to, to do what you want to do. And, um, hopefully you took something away from this episode today, this contact from some of my, my thoughts. I got a lot when it comes to this kind of stuff, I have a lot of thoughts running through my head. So hopefully I made, I stayed on track and made this like, um, give you some perspective and made you think about your own career and what you could do better and, and maybe where you're already pretty good at and things you don't have to change. Um, that's also a a real thing too. Sometimes people change stuff that was working and they change it because they're just kind of, they get anxious and that's what they believe they need to change. Um, 
so yeah, I think I'm going to wrap that up with, um, here today. And, you know, if you guys, if you need any help, uh, have any questions on this, let me know. You can always reach out to me. Um, for those of you who aren't in my area, I do offer online coaching. So just go to my website. It's jytraining.com. Um, also have some different moto resources that I think are really cool and unique for you guys to check out. And until next time, I'm going to try to knock out another episode next week. Um, and yeah, let me know how you guys are liking the podcast and talk soon. Later.